Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. You got your Bible, we're going to start out. We are talking about finding your God-given purpose. We're going to be talking about that for some weeks here. You say, why are we talking about that? We just got through talking about dreams. Well, you know, the Father's talking to me about talking about purpose, you know, and it's one of my favorite subjects. It's exciting to talk about. Uh, we're going to get into just a little bit of it today, but, you know, we're going to be talking about finding your purpose. You know, you didn't just happen to stumble on this planet. <laughs> you didn't just happen to get here, you know. No, God has a purpose for everybody at the sound of my voice, and we're going to talk about that today. You know, this is a subject I struggled with when I was young, very, very much. And, uh, you know, because there's not a lot of people that teach on this subject, to be honest with you. You know, you're not going to find a huge amount of books on this particular subject for Christians. And this is probably, the, we're the only ones that really have the answer for this subject, you know. And uh, there should be a whole lot more teaching on this subject. But your purpose is important, you know. Why God put you here. How you got here, you know. And we're going to talk about that today, you know. We're going to help you find your purpose to, before this is over, you know. We'll get to, we'll make sure we get your questions answered. I believe the Holy Spirit's going to help us today. Well, we'll go ahead and go over to Jeremiah 2011. I'm Jeremiah. This is one of my favorite books. And we're going to start off with Jeremiah 29, 11 with our first verse here. Let's get into Jeremiah 29, 11. And it says it like this in the 11th verse. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. Did you know God has an expected end for you? God has a place he wants you to be with your life. He, he didn't expect you to come here and have no value and not to fulfill what you're supposed to fulfill. You know, you see those videos of people in different countries where they're struggling, you know, and they're, they're not achieving some of their dreams. And then here in America, we have people living on the streets, you know, and things like that. That's not what God wanted for you. No, he had an expected end for you when he put you into this planet. Amen. And he, he knows the thoughts that he thinks towards you. He has thoughts that he has for you. And he has an expected end to where he wanted you to go and he wants you to fulfill in your life. Amen. Jeremiah 29, 11, the Amplified says it like this. It says, for I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord, thoughts and plans for welfare and peace, not of evil, to give you hope in our final and a final outcome. You know, look at that there. He says that I have thoughts and plans for you. Amen. He has thoughts and plans for you. Isn't that good to know? He has a plan for everybody. He has, he's made a plan for you. Amen. He has thoughts that he thought out for you before you even hit this earth. Did you know that? He has thoughts and plans. He had them for Jeremiah. And you know, the Bible says he's not a respecter of persons. He had them for you, didn't he? He has thoughts and plans that he has for you. Think about that today. You know, he wouldn't just have thoughts and plans about Jeremiah if he didn't have thoughts and plans about you, would he? Amen. No, no. He has thoughts and plans that he has for everybody before they hit this earth. Jeremiah 29, 11, I like the message version. It says, I have it all planned out. <laughs> Did you know he has your whole life planned out? You know, he's had your life all planned out, for, you know, before you even got here. Did you know that? He does that with everything. God has everything he does all planned out. Did you know a tree before it even grows up, God had it all planned out? Think about that. It was a seed before it got to where it goes or, or you know, an apple seed, you know, an apple tree. You know, it was all put into the seed. It was all thought out and it was all planned out that it was going to bear apples and 
The apples are going to be falling off that tree. Amen. It was thawed out. And you were thought out. He, your plans that God has for your life, you know, they were thought out. And he, every person here, he has a plan and he has an expected end that God has for their lives. That's powerful to think about. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hoped for is what the message says. Isn't that good to think about? He has a plan and a future for you that he's hoping for. Amen. Why is that? Well, because we have a free will. We're the only seed on this earth that has a free will. Think about that today. You know, you have a free will and you have a decision, you know, to fulfill what God has for your life. Now, other seeds don't have a free will, right? <laughs> other things that God's created don't have a free will, but you have a free will of becoming what God wants you to be or what you want to be. Think about that today. He gave you that choice. Amen. And we're going to talk more about that. But, you know, you God has a plan. He's had a plan already for you before you ever hit here. Things that you're supposed to accomplish, things you're supposed to do, places you're supposed to be at, things you're supposed to be doing, and people you're supposed to be touching. Amen. You know, and that, that plan has never changed. Before you even hit this earth, God's plan never changed. Amen. We're going to be doing a series, like I said, on God's purpose for your life. Have you ever thought about your purpose, why you're here? You know, we got, I'd probably say 90, 95% of people out there, I would be surprised if you talk to them, if they really have taken the time to find their purpose. Amen. God has a purpose for everybody, you know, but people think that they're just supposed to work and supposed to go to the job, come take care of their family, work, go take the job, go to their family. But God has a purpose for you being here. Of course, you're supposed to work. Everybody's supposed to work. But, you know, God has a plan for you. You're not here for no reason. He has a purpose for everybody breathing on this earth. Amen. Did you know God has a purpose for everyone on this planet? Not just you, not just me. He has a plan for a purpose for everybody on this planet. Did you know that? He does. He has a plan and purpose for everybody being here. You're not here by accident. You're not here by chance. Amen. You are here for a purpose. Have you ever asked yourself, why am I here? <laughs> you know, that's a, a struggle for most people on this planet. Did you realize that? That's why we got drug addicts. That's why we got people that are depressed, why people are sad a lot of times, you know, I'm not saying that's the only reason for that, but one of the main reasons is because they've never determined why they're here. They're, they're struggling. I mean, death seems more important to them because they don't know why they're here. Amen. And you know, you, you struggle with, if you can't figure out why you're here, you, you don't feel like you have any value. You don't feel like there's any purpose with your life. Amen. You don't see a reason for you being here. Amen. So it's important to know our purpose. Amen. It's important. You know where you're going. It's important. It's important to know why you're here. Amen. You got to know why you're here. Amen. Why are you here today? I remember as a teenager, I struggled with this, you know, I'll never forget how, you know, I, was, I, I didn't know, you know, when you, when you're young, you know, you, you automatically gravitate to what you, you look at things that you, other people and you, you, you want to be like them, you know, because you don't know who you're supposed to be. <laughs> And so you just, you try to be like everybody around you, you know, and you just want to be popular. You want to, people to like you, you know, and uh, so you just, you try to do the things, you know, that, uh, you know, that be like someone else. <laughs> and there's lots of people today wanting to be like somebody else. They don't know who they are, but God, no, he has a purpose for you and you are unique and special for who you are. Amen. I just wanted to be like someone else when I was young, you know, so I was playing music, you know, and things like that, playing in bands, wanted to be like a rock star, you know, 
you know, I want to be like the latest rock star, you know, and uh, playing music, trying to learn some of the latest songs, you know, the harder the song, the better, yeah, you know, then they'd be, man, he can play that song. Wow. You know, I wanted people to like me. So I'd play all kinds of music, you know, and things like that, you know, but I'm struggling to know who I was. They may want to be like someone else. Are you, are you trying to be like someone else today? <laughs> You know, I'll never forget, I was, I was working with my dad. My father had a, a, a chain of sub shops he was working on, uh, submarine sandwich shops, you know. And I'll never forget, you know, being in there one night because I'd work for him in the evenings, you know. And this gentleman came in, and he was my brother's uh, girlfriend's father. You know, he came in. He'd come eat sandwiches every night, you know. And he'd come by there to eat sandwiches, and he would talk. I kind of dreaded him coming in because he would talk and talk and talk, you know. <laughs> You know, and I didn't want to talk, you know, probably a lot of insecurity with me is why I did that. But he would talk and talk and talk, you know, and I'll never forget one night he came in, you know, and he, he was always wanting to know about me and learn more about me, you know, and I'll never forget one night he said, well, what do you want to become? What do you want to do with your life? You know, I'll never forget him asking that. And he was really accomplished in his life, you know, from understood he's a doctor and, and the, the dentist, the dentistry, and he actually taught dentistry across seas to people and all kinds of things like that. And he was really well accomplished in what he did, you know. So he, he knew what his niche was, you know. But, he, you know, he, he felt like he wanted to help other people. And he would ask me and say, what do you want to become, you know. And I struggled with that question, you know. What do, what do you want to become today? Well, you know, I mean, think about that today. What do you want to do with your life? What is your purpose with your life, you know. He's asking me this question. You know, and I, I never forget, I was uh, a little uncomfortable about it. You know, I was like, well, hey, I want to be a rock star or something like that. That's what I told him, you know, and it made him kind of quiet, you know. <laughs> you know, if you don't fit people's mold, then they don't know what to say to you sometimes, you know. You know, you think about that today, you know, you may be gifted in an area that doesn't fit the world's mold, you know, but that doesn't mean you're not called to do it. Amen. And I never forget, you know, I kind of struggle with that, you know, because people are like, well, you want to play music or you know, or you want to be a minister, you know, they don't know what to say to you about that, you know, and it was kind of interesting, you know, to see the reaction that he had. What is it you like to do with your life today? You know, is it, are you getting the reaction from people kind of strange because it's something off their radar? <laughs> you know, they, well, you know, because they don't see it as a regular career and they don't see it, you know, as to them, something that they would, you know, a normal person would go after, you know, but you're gifted in that area. It's what God's called you to do. You know, have you ever thought about that with your life? You know, you're called to something unique and something special. Amen. I remember being in high school, you know, and they had this testing machine, you know, and they were trying to find the career for you. Well, it was always hard for me. This is why I struggled so much with purpose, you know, because I was called a minister and I was also called to do music. That's part of, that was part of the ministry. I didn't know till later, you know, uh, that I was called to do music as well with ministry, you know. Love to do music today, you know, but it's part of my ministry, you know, it's part of doing music, you know, and uh, but I didn't know it at the time. And I'm, I'm just trying to be like everybody else when I'm trying to rock out the world, you know, <laughs> Amen. but you know, they had this testing machine and uh, I would tell them, you know, I want, I, as I remember, actually, I told them I wanted to become a, a minister in high school. Why would I want to do that? You know, didn't even know much about myself, you know, but I'm, I'm never forgetting telling them that even as a youngster told them that, you know, and they didn't know what to do. They couldn't put that in their machine. <laughs> they couldn't figure out how to calculate that the machine. You know, you, you could be a uh, you could be a person that's going into math or or you know going into uh, you know going into a field of working on cars or going into a field of you know working on certain things. You know, become an architect. You know, but that doesn't fit the criteria 
on certain things in the machine, you know, because the system doesn't always know how to calculate you, you know, doesn't know how to figure out everything with everybody because God's created us all unique and all specials. Did did you know schools are not supposed to be the ones to help you find your purpose? You know, there are people trying to help other people find purposes. You know, we've got to learn to go to the creator. Amen. The creator is the only one that knows the purpose that he has for you. Amen. And that's the problem. And that's the struggle with a lot of people. They don't want to go to the creator. The creator is the only one who knows. Amen. And he's the only one that's going to get you on the path that you need to have, that you need to take. Amen. And that they may not even know what to do with you if you don't know, don't fit their criteria, you know, and that's interesting, you know, and they might even consider you an outcast because you don't fit their criteria, you know, but it doesn't mean you're an outcast. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. You're special and unique to God. He has a purpose for you. Amen. So all my life I, I struggled with this because I didn't fit on the regular radar. Amen. And, uh, you know, it's interesting today, you know, they say, well, hey, he's going to go into this field and he's going to go into that field, you know, but it, the field that you're supposed to go into is the one God has called you to. Are you struggling with your purpose today? Amen. Because you don't fit on the radar. Amen. You know, you, you don't fit the mold of everybody else. You know, well, that doesn't mean that you're not, you don't, you're not supposed to do certain things. God's called you to do something very, very important. Amen. I remember in high school being very seamless and at one time, I would, you know, I didn't really care about school. And it's because I didn't have purpose. Amen. Didn't care where I was going. Didn't care if I was there. I'd sleep through the first hour, you know. I knew if somebody that lived right by the school and I'd go sleep through the first hour at their house because their parents were gone. Because <laughs> I didn't care, you know. I didn't have direction. I didn't care where I was going, you know, because I didn't have any purpose in my life. You know, something about purpose makes you want to get up in the morning. You know, makes you want to go do something in the morning, get you excited about life when you have some purpose. Amen. But if you don't have any purpose, you don't care if you're living, you don't care if you're dying, you don't care what you're doing because you don't have purpose. Purpose is important. Amen. Purpose makes you make plans. Purpose gives you a reason to get up in the morning. Amen. Purpose gives you a desire for life. Amen. Purpose makes you want to live. Amen. Do you want to live today? You know, God has a purpose for you and he want, He has a reason for you living. Amen. You're not supposed to be just taking up air or taking up space. No, he has a purpose for you. Amen. Well, I'll never forget in high school, you know, I'm going this way and seamlessly just going to class and, you know, I, I didn't care about it, you know. I never forget going up to this, this class, you know, knock on the door because I was late <laughs> trying to get in the class, you know. I don't even think I fixed my hair that day. I, I can't remember, you know, went to the class and the guy said, well, well, you don't need to be in here. Why don't you just go down and get some donuts at the donut shop? I'll never forget that, you know, you know, because I had no purpose. I wasn't excited about where I was going. I didn't have any direction with where I'm going, you know, and I didn't care if I was in his class or if I didn't, I didn't care if I was there, you know, he obviously saw that and he's like, you don't even need to be here, you know. And uh, it's interesting, you know, people see if you have direction in your life. People, they, they can they can tell if you have purpose in your life. Amen. And, you know, I, it affected me because I didn't know the direction that I was going. So, you know, today, are you a person like that today? You not have any direction. You not know where you're going. You know, you don't even care. <laughs> There's people like that. You see, young people need purpose. I needed purpose. I was struggling with this for years. You know, we need purpose. Young people really need it. Amen. 
And they need to know why they're here. Amen. You know, that's why there's so many people with an identity crisis today is because they don't know why they're here. Amen. They're trying to be someone else. They're trying to look like someone else, be like someone else. But that's why they're struggling is because they don't know why they're here. You know, and they are here for a specific reason. Amen. This is why I have such passion for this teaching. And it's because of the key to success and joy in life is having God, knowing God's purpose. Amen. The reason why people want to die is because they don't have a reason for living. Amen. You need to have a reason for living. Amen. And there is a reason for living. And God gave you that reason for living. There's a joy you can have in life by knowing where you're going. Amen. They need to know why you're here. Amen. Why are you here? Have you thought about that today? You know, that's the thing that keeps up people all the time. The reason they can't hide from it. You can't drink it away. You can't do enough drugs to get it away. You can't go out and do all these things you need to hide from it. You're always going to wonder why you're here. And you're only going to get that from our creator. Amen. To understand your purpose, you have to understand you were made from God. Amen. That God made you. Amen. You know, before we even get into this, you got to know that you came from God. Amen. And this is a problem for a lot of people, you know, because they're, they're confused about, you know, who they serve and who the creator is, you know, they have a lot of trouble with that. You know, that some of them don't even believe there's a creator and they wonder what they have struggling. They're struggling to finding purpose. Amen. But the truth is everyone knows God is the only one capable of making you. Amen. That's the truth. You know, you say, well, how do you know that? I'm going to talk to you about that. Did you know you didn't come from a monkey? <laughs> you didn't come from a big bang. Well, you came from God's big bang, he, he made sure that you got here. It was a bang and you were here. Amen. But you know, you didn't come from the big bang. You, did, you're, you, you weren't sent here by aliens. Amen. <laughs> There's some people in their religions, they, they act like you were sent here from an alien. No, you weren't sent here from an alien. You weren't reincarnated from a mouse or a rat, or you weren't reincarnated from a, gi a giraffe or, or a hippopotamus. <laughs> you were sent here. By God, these are men's ideas, you know, men get, they have some issues, you know, you know, they don't, if they think that you didn't come from God, they got some issues, you know, but God created you. Some people like to call themselves free thinkers, you know, well, you know, you can think all you want about all kinds of stuff about how you're created, but you were created by God. Now you can think about all this other stuff and you can be a free thinker, but you can show how stupid you are if you don't agree that God created you. Amen. The Bible says the fool says there's no God. <laughs> so somebody out there that says there's no God, you're a fool is what the scripture says. And I tend to align with the scripture. Amen. I don't want to be a fool. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want to know who my creator is. God is the creator. Amen. Of the heavens and the earth and the planets and the solar systems. He's the creator of everything. Amen. And you need to think what, uh, think about him when it comes to how you got here. Amen. You can think of what you want to. You are from God. And you know it if it comes down to really thinking about it. Amen. How do we know everyone? How do we know that he's the creator of everything? Well, the scripture tells us. Let's look at Romans, the, 10th, Romans, the first chapter, the 20th verse real quick. Romans 1.20 says it like this. It says, for the inevitable things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made. What is he saying there? He's saying, you know that God created you just by looking around at all the stuff that he created. Amen. You know, a plant, you know, that wasn't easily made, amen. And the animals, they weren't easily made, amen. You look at all the things and how they were put together and 
how they were created and how it all came down to one seed and how it was all put into one seed. You know, you, you have to know there is a creator out there, amen, and his name's God, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Yahweh. You know, he's the creator of everything, amen. Amen, being understood by the things that were made, even his eternal power and Godhead so that they were without excuse. You know, he's saying you can look around at all the stuff that he made, but you're without excuse. Amen. You can say, well, hey, I'm an atheist. Well, you can say you're an atheist, but you're without excuse. Amen. You look around, you see what he's made. You know, only God could create it. Amen. You know, you, you can say, I, I believe in something else that created me. Well, you're still without excuse is what the scripture says, because you keep walking out your house and you can just see the stuff that he made. And he can say that you're without excuse. Amen. You know, the, God created it. Amen. You have to acknowledge he created everything by the stuff that he made. Some of these things are phenomenal. You get to research and how birds are, or what they can do and fish and how they are created. You know, and you have to know only there's only a God. Amen. And he's always been. Amen. Romans, the first chapter, the 19th verse, the Amplified says it like this. He says, for that which is known about God is evident. He's saying it's evident. It's everywhere. You see it everywhere and to them and made plain in their inner conscience because God himself has shown it to them. He's saying he showed it to you before you hit this planet. He says he's shown it to you when you walk around. He said he, sh he has shown it to you and he's made it plain to your conscience on the inside. <laughs> Think about that today. We're without excuse. Amen. So you get to heaven, you're without excuse. When you stand before the throne of God, you're without excuse. Amen. You know he created you. The 20th verse says it like this, for ever since the creation of the world, his invisible nature and attributes, that is his eternal power and divinity has been made intelligible and clearly discernible in and through the things that have been made. His handiworks. Don't you love his handiworks? You look around at his handiworks. He's done some amazing things. I think God's amazing. Amen. He, he's the most beautiful artist you ever did see. He, he, he creates the most beautiful things you ever did see. We like to go outside, me and my family. You know, we have a trampoline out there, and we were doing this, I believe, yesterday. We'll just lay on the trampoline, just look at the sky, all three of us, you know, me, my my wife, and my 12-year-old my son. We just like, look up, just look at the sky, watch a bird go by, watch the bugs go by. <laughs> amazing stuff. Amen. That God's created because it's hard to even fathom all the things he's created. Amen. So it's clearly seen by his handiwork. So men are without excuse altogether without any defense or justification. He's saying you're without defense and without justification by looking at all the stuff he's created. Amen. You know, you know, you can sit there and debate it over and over, but you know there is a God. Because when they knew and recognized him as God, and they did not honor and glorify him as God or give him thanks, but instead they became futile and godless in their thinking with vain imaginations, foolish reasoning, and stupid <laughs> speculations. And their senses, sen senseless minds were darkened. He's saying that, you know, when you're sitting there saying that God didn't create stuff and when you think, you know, you, you reasoning out stuff, he's, he's sitting there saying that it's stupid speculation since a foolish reasoning. You're doing some foolish reasoning. Amen. You know, you don't want to reason out your life. You know, it's pretty simple. You came from God. Amen. I, I put the message version in here for you uh, just because I thought it was interesting. Let's read the message version of these scriptures. He says, but God's angry displeasure erupts as acts of human mistrust and wrongdoings and lying Immaculate 
as people try to put a shroud over truth. But the basic reality of God is plain enough. Open your eyes, and there it is. <laughs> He's saying you open your eyes. When you walk outside, there it is. You know God exists. Amen. By taking a long and thoughtful look at what God has created, people have always been able to see what their eyes as such can't see. Eternal power, for instance, and the mystery of his divine being. So nobody has a good excuse. You know, you, you may think you have a good excuse, but when you're standing after you die and you get to heaven, you're at the white throne judgment, your excuse isn't going to mean very much to him, is it? Amen. You know, you, there's no excuse just by looking at the stuff that he's made. What happened was this. People knew God perfectly well, but when they didn't treat him like God, refusing to worship him, they trivialized themselves into silliness <laughs> and confusion so that there was neither sense nor direction left in their lives. They pretended to know it all, but were illiterate regarding life. They traded the glory of God who holds the whole world in his hands for cheap figurines you can buy at any roadside stand. Wow. Think about that. Talking about people's, you know, idols and things that they worship, you know. Have you tra traded the very existence of God for cheap figurines at a roadside stand? I hope not, praise the Lord. God is, he's put you here for a reason. People are without excuse when it comes to knowing about God. Amen. But it's important to know he created you to find your purpose. Why would the enemy try so hard to get you to believe something else created you? Because he doesn't want you to find your purpose. Amen. He has a purpose for you. And, and for you to know your purpose, you got to know God exists. Amen. You got to know that he created you. Amen. Amen. You see, this is what happened to me. You know, when I was younger, I, I, you know, I was, I didn't know all this stuff. My, my mom, thank God for my mom. She got me into church. Amen. I was about 13 or so, 12 and 13 years old. And she started having my grandfather take me to church. <laughs> oh man. I'm glad she did that though. Praise the Lord. She cared about me knowing which way to go. Me growing up and knowing God. Amen. And I'll never forget my grandfather picked me up every Sunday morning, you know, And my grandfather would hit the, you know, he'd go 100 miles per hour in his car. He didn't care about looking, you know, about all the stuff, you know. He'd hit it and get me to Sunday school, you know, and I'd have a friend with me. And he'd just look off to the side, you know, looking at something and driving 100 miles per hour. And my friend would be, oh, dear Lord, he's looking off. You know, he'd wiggle on the road and he'd get us to church. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You know, he was, he was a, a person that served in World War II. And so he was always up every Sunday. He was always there every Wednesday. You know, he's, he's very systematic about making sure he was there where he needed to be. You know, he always had us at church. I always made sure we made it, you know, and made the difference in my life. I started realizing God created me, you know. And it's important that you, you know that God created you, you know. Hey, man, you got to get yourself in the right environment. Maybe you're struggling with that today. Well, maybe you need to go to church for a while. Get that, get that settled within your spirit, amen, that God created you, amen. I needed to know this as a young man, so I'd have the direction that I needed to have. You know, up to this point, I wanted to be a rock star, amen. <laughs> you know, I wanted, to, I wanted to fulfill the dream, you know, of rocking out, you know, in front of people, you know. I wanted, I wanted to play guitar and sing and And rock out, you know, but finding my purpose meant all the world. Amen. And, you know, it's interesting, you know, they were doing a study of one of the richest nations in the world, you know, and they, they were one of the richest nations, one of the three richest nations in the world. And then Switzerland was that, is that was the nation that we're talking about there. And uh, yeah, but they had the highest, you know, uh, the highest uh, 
suicide rate of any nation. Think about that, you know, very prosperous, but very suicidal. I wonder if it is because they didn't find purpose. You know, money isn't going to give you purpose. Amen. Stuff isn't going to give you purpose. You being who you think you ought to be isn't going to give you purpose. It's being what God's called you to be. Amen. That's what's going to give you purpose in life and give you the drive to live, to enjoy life. Amen. Is, is having God's purpose in your life. Amen. You know, so I wanted to be a rock star, you know, up to that point, you know, but it's interesting. You know, I mean, I was with friends that were broken. <laughs> I would say most of my friends were all from come from divorced homes or the parents weren't even both the parents weren't in the homes. You know, and they were just trying to survive. And way my best friend would survive is listen to seventies albums, you know, and listen to rock albums from his father, you know, who was a drug addict, you know, and that's why they got their divorce, you know. But he would listen to seventies albums and listen to music, you know, and you know, kind of he he just kind of understood what those people, what they were going through, listening to those albums, listen to other broken people, you know. And it's interesting, you know, that he wanted to play music, and I was coming from a family that was divorced at that time. And, you know, you tend to gravitate towards those type of things, you know. So my mom started to get me on the right direction, get me going to church. You know, it was amazing how it, it changed my life, finding out who really created me. And I started finding the direction that I needed. Amen. Amen. Are you trying to be someone else? I was trying to be someone else. Didn't like who I was. <laughs> Amen. Are you trying to be someone else because you don't like who you are? You know, there's a lot of people don't like who they are. You know, you look at where they come from and. They look at their past. They don't like who they were, so they try to be someone else, you know. But, uh, you know, God has a reason for you being there. He has a purpose for you, and you should be that one that God's called you to be. Amen. God created you to be someone special, someone unique. Who are you? <laughs> we're going to talk about that some more. We're going to help you find that direction with the Lord's help. Amen. He wants you to be who you're supposed to be. He has a purpose for you specifically. Amen. And you can't know that without knowing where you are from. Ecclesiastics 12, 7. Let's look at that real quick. Ecclesiastics 12, 7. It says it like this. It says, then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. But listen to what it says, though. It says that it sh your spirit shall return to God who gave it. Amen. You, did you know that you're, you're a spirit living within a body? Amen. The real you is your spirit on the inside. That's the real you. You know, you're not just your body on the outside. You're the spirit that's living in that house, that that, that earth body. Amen. You know, the spirit came from God. You're, the real you is the spirit. You know, there's a whole other world out there. And it, you're a real spirit that was sent from God. Listen to what it says in that verse. It says, the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. So he gave you that spirit. Amen. Before you hit this planet. Amen. Where we are spirits inside of our bodies. Amen. Before you hit this planet in our our spirit came from God. Amen. God's mind was on you. Amen. He had a reason for you and you came from God and your spirit from God. Amen. From him. That's how you got here. Amen. You didn't have to be born, you know, in the bushes, you know, you weren't, you weren't born, you know, in this planet by accident. No, you were on God's mind. And he spent, sent you as a spirit into this earth. Before you hit this earth, you were created. Think about that today. Amen. You know, you may think, well, I was an accident or I didn't happen to be here on purpose. No, you were on purpose. Amen. Doesn't matter what your mom says, what your dad says, what your family members tell you, or, you know, or, or maybe you don't even have a mother and a father, you know. 
it doesn't matter what people are telling you, if you're in an orphanage or wherever you're at today, you know, you, you were created by God for right now. Amen. And he came from God and your spirit came from him. Jeremiah 1.5 says it like this. It says, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Isn't that good to think about? Before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee as a prophet unto the nations. Talking to Jeremiah there. Think about that now. He's saying that before you even were in the body, in your body, in the womb, he knew you. What's that word knew mean? Well, the strong says declare. He declared you before you ever got into this planet. Amen. So in other words, he already had you figured out before you got here. He declared you. He created you for such a time as this. Amen. I like that about Esther. He said she was here for such a time as this. <laughs> Amen. You know, and you were breathed in this planet by God for such a time as this, for a reason for now. Amen. A reason for being here now. Amen. So he was saying before you even thought about, before he you even thought about who you were, he declared you. He made you before you even knew who you were. He made your spirit and he put you in that body before you even knew who you were. He created him a prophet before he even knew who he was on this earth. Think about that. You know, he said, Jeremiah, you are a prophet. I already declared you before you even became a prophet. <laughs> That's powerful to think about that, you know. You you know, God would create you a businessman. He already created that before you ever got here. Amen. If he created you to do, you know, a, to be whatever you are called today, he declared it before you ever got here. And that's the thing that's supposed to come out in you. Amen. This is how God creates people. He declares them before they hit the earth. Isn't that good to think about? He declares you before you ever get to the earth. You say, what do you mean declare? Well, he, he causes you to come into being before you hit this earth. Amen. Ephesians 2.10 says it like this in the Amplified. He says, for he, he, we are his workmanship, his own master work, a work of art. I like that. Are you a work of art? I'm a work of art. Are you a work of art? God, you are a work of art. He calls you a work of art. Amen. Created in Christ Jesus reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand. What, what does he mean? He said he created you before you hit your body. Amen. He created you beforehand. Amen. That's how he created you. You're created from the Father and you were created beforehand before you hit the earth. Amen. You were created by God to do something on earth before you hit the earth. That's powerful to think about this. Some of you might want to sit back and digest that for a minute. <laughs> Amen. He, he already called you to be what you're supposed to be before you hit your body on the earth. Amen. So you had a purpose before you ever got here. Amen. I was struggling with this, you know, and I had to make some decisions about this. And they started looking about for some churches, you know, that would impact me. You know, I, I was going to church and they were taking me to church and I was getting into church and but then they had to find something that really impacted me, you know, find a church that really impacted me. They were used to like, you know, the God falling down, his presence falling down in service, you know, God falling down, God's presence falling down in the services, you know, and they're back when they were younger, you know, so they wanted to find me a church that had a strong presence of God, you know, and we went to all kinds of churches, man. I mean, we went to, man, I couldn't tell you how many churches we went to and some of them were dead. Some of them didn't want to see me. I had long hair at the time, you know, so I'd go into church. And I didn't fit their mold, so they weren't real happy with me coming in there, you know, and stuff, and want to change you, you know, and they were uncomfortable with you. They weren't used to me coming in, people coming in like that when I was younger. You have to kind of figure this was back, you know, years and years ago, and, uh, you know, they weren't ready for me to come in there, some, some of these churches, you know. 
And I'll never forget, you know, finally I get to this church and all this stuff was, and the power of God was just flowing and all this stuff was happening. It was an exciting atmosphere, just an exciting atmosphere. And that one touched me. I'll never forget, you know. And I'll never forget, you know, when I found what I wanted to do was in that church, you know. Have you ever come across something you know you're supposed to be doing? And I'll never forget, I was sitting back in the middle of the church and I saw the pastor ministering, you know. And I wasn't wanting to be him, but I knew I was called to do what he was doing. And it's interesting, when you come across what you're supposed to be doing, you just know it. Amen. And that's because I was created before I ever hit this body. You know, I knew what I was supposed to be doing. We're going to talk more about that, you know. But it's interesting, you know, getting in the right environment, I was able to figure out what I was supposed to be doing. You know, maybe you're called to minister and you're listening to me right now. You're hearing this message right now that you're hearing me minister. And you're like, I know I'm supposed to be doing what you're doing, Jeremiah. I was reading the comments last night. I had somebody... Uh, uh, send me some comments, you know, across, you know, as we had some messages playing last night. And I always like to check those comments, you know, and I was checking the comments, you know, looking at them. And I had a, a gentleman in there last night. He said, he, he said, uh, I, I, he said he wanted to be doing what I was doing is what he said in the comments, you know. And so he, he's, he's starting to do that. And he said he was, he was already reaching out and ministering to the lost, you know, boy, that blessed me. To think I had an impact on that one person, you know, that he he's 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 doing what he's wanting to do what I'm doing, and he's already going out to minister to the lost. That's powerful to think about, you know. But he he obviously heard it and he saw that calling when he heard me doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Amen. You know, when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you minister to other people, and you're also when you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're you're you're, you're impacting people as well. Think about that today. When You don't just go through life without impacting somebody around you, you know, and you want to impact them in a positive way. And it's a good feeling when you impact them in a positive way. Amen. You want to help them get where they need to go, help them fulfill their dreams they have for your life. What, how are you affecting people around you? You know, you, you can determine that by you going the right direction. What, what's the purpose that you're supposed to be fulfilling today? You see, your life affects people if you're on track or if you're off track. Think about that today, you know. That's why this message is so important, you know, because you are affecting people if you're on track or if you're off track, you know. You not having the faith to do what God's called you to do affects people. You having the, you doing what you're not supposed to be doing is affecting people. And so it's important that we're on track, amen. It's very important that we know we're from God, amen. Amen. That's what we're talking about today. It's important that we know that we're from God, amen. You know, you're, from, you're not from your mama. You're not from your daddy. You're not here by accident. Amen. You are from God. And we're going to talk more about purpose. We're going to give you some steps on how to fulfill your purpose. Uh, you know, how to know about more about your purpose, how to find that purpose in your life. We're going to talk more about that as the messages go on. But we're going to leave it at that. You know, it's important that today you be thinking about this week. I'm from God, amen, and be starting to work on sorting out that purpose that God has for you. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you, Father, for your goodness, and we thank you, Father, for your mercy today. And Father, we just ask, Lord, that you help them today, Father, Lord, the people listening to know that you're from God. They're not from, Father, they're not from anything else, Father. Help them to know that they're from you today, Father. If there may be somebody, somebody listening, Father, Lord, that doesn't know that, help them to know and enlighten them to it, we pray. And we just ask for it in Jesus' name. And we give you all the praise and all the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, if you don't know Jesus today, 
You get to know him right now, you know, get yourself to know him and that'll help you fulfill the purpose he has for you on this earth. Amen. There's no other way to know. And you need to know Jesus. Amen. The Bible says in Romans 9, 10, 9 and 10, if you confess the Jesus is Lord and believe God has risen Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. So all you got to do is pray this with me. Father, I just thank you that you've risen Jesus from the dead. And I confess Jesus as Lord of my life right now in Jesus' name. Jesus, be Lord, my Lord right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Well, if you pray that and you accepted Jesus as Lord of your life, amen, you're, you're on track. You're ready to go. You're, let's get on this mission that God has for me. Praise the Lord. Write it down. I would suggest writing it in your Bible. If you don't have a Bible, get your Bible. Write it on something, the time and the date, so you can always refer back to it, you know, because the enemy is going to try to challenge you at it, you know, but it happened right then when you prayed it. That's what the scripture says. Amen. And so you're born again right now. Look back at it. Make sure that you remember it. Praise the Lord. He's going to force you to get baptized in the Holy Ghost. If you don't want to be saved, he's not going to force you not to be saved. And if you don't want a destiny and a future better than you ever dreamed of, then he's not going to force you to have that kind of future, praise the Lord. He wants you to have a good future. And he wants you to have a future better than you ever dreamed of. He's a good father, and he wants to lead you that way. And the only thing that keeps us from doing that is our decision-making and letting him do that, praise the Lord. You have to spend time with him, you know, talk to him. He wants to talk to you, but you have to spend time with him. He's a good father, praise the Lord. Amen? Amen. He's a good